الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله في السراء والحمد لله في الضراء والحمد لله على كل حال وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله الخافض والرافع القابض والباسط وهو على كل شيء قدير وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم عبده ورسوله ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا عنك وزرك الذي أنقض ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب وإلى ربك فارغب من يطع الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا يضل أبدا ومن يعص الله ورسوله وأولي الأمر من المؤمنين فلا يهدى أبدا والله غالب على أمره ولكن أكثر الناس لا يعلمون أما بعد أيها المؤمنون To proceed a little further based upon what was said in the last khutbah about our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala via His eternal and His well-preserved divine writ. We said that when we listen to the Qur'an, we are not listening to the Qur'an, we are listening to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we made mention of the fact that not many people, when they hear the words of the Qur'an, say, I hear Allah. And we also mentioned that language sometimes is an issue for some people, obviously. Say, well, we don't understand. But the barakat of the Qur'an, the barakah of the Qur'an keeps on giving. Even if you can't understand the exact meanings, 
there is something in the Quran that goes beyond your human mind and touches your heart the Prophet of Allah may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him was the living Quran his character his ibadah his sharia his haqiqah all of those were the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke and the prophet did the prophet's wife Ummul Mu'mineen Aisha said, Kana khuluquhu al-Qur'an. His mannerism, his morals, his character was the Qur'an. وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَهْجُورًا and the messenger said, Oh my sustainer, my people have abandoned this Quran. The ayah in the Quran which is ayah number 100 in surah in surah taha says whoever turns away from the quran on the day of resurrection will be carrying a sinful load <coughs> now you have a Qur'an at home. You may have more than one Qur'an. You may have many Qur'ans in your house. There are satellite TV stations and there are inter-global radio stations that are dedicated to the Qur'an. Everything they say is about the Qur'an. There are institutions <coughs> for the memorization <coughs> for the memorization of the Quran. How many people do we have now? Probably more than any other time in our history of those who have memorized the Quran. There are competitions about the recitation of the Quran. Yet, with all of this, why are we the Muslims in the pit? With all of this appearance concerning the Qur'an, there is not much that we can detect pertaining to 
the actualization of the Quran. When the Quran was revealed, those who were listening, they used to memorize a few ayat, five or ten ayat. And then make those ayat their behavior. So we had people who tried to understand what Allah is telling them. They're not they weren't not in a race. There was no such thing as what we have today, the technology and all of this. But there was one element they had that we didn't have we don't have. And that is a Quranic character. When was the last time you met a person and that person's character reminded you of the Quran? His behavior, his or her, let's not get caught up in that stuff. His behavior, his interaction, his personality, his words, or his lack of words, reminded you of ayat in the Quran. Where, where did this, where is this happening? So we have a deficiency, a very serious deficiency. And that is, we have failed to make the Quran our behavior. Quran is broadcast, it is commented upon, but no one is bringing the Qur'an through their mind and having it settle in their hearts. This is the one element that has caused us to be where we are today. And when I say we, I mean the Muslims of the world. If they could just abandon everything else that they are doing about the Qur'an, and hold on to that one aspect. I want to understand and I want to translate that understanding into a behavior. That's what we don't have. And that is critically needed in our time. <clears throat> you will hear, if you listen closely, you will hear people when they speak about the Quran. They will bring hadiths, they will bring stories, they will bring narrations, they will bring some type of ethical speeches. And ironically, by doing that, they are interfering with the direct communication of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with you. There's serious interference here. وَمَنْ يَعْشُ عَنْ ذِكْرِ الرَّحْمَانِ نُقَيِّضْ لَهُ شَيْطَانًا فَهُوَ لَهُ قَرِينَ Whoever 
is takes makes the is blindsided can't see the meanings of the Quran we will we here is in reference to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring into his life a shaitan who will become his kareen who will become his counter self his accompanying self his equivalent self نُقَيِّضْ لَهُ شَيْطَانًا فَهُوَ لَهُ قَرِينٌ That's Ayah 36 in Surah Al-Zukhruf. In today's world, the Muslims, even though, as we said, there's a lot of facade about the Qur'an, a lot of appearances and cosmetics but where the Quran belongs the yaqeen that comes from the Quran is basically not there the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remember when we said when we speak about the Quran we're speaking about Allah's words so Allah is speaking to us he's speaking to us truths and facts how many of us have taken these truths and these facts into our individual behavior and into our social behavior? I'm going to give one example, maybe a couple of them, I don't know, we'll see. There's a hadith that has been agreed upon among the Muslims. It's in many of the books of hadiths across the madhhabi spectrum in which the Prophet of Allah, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him, says, تَرَكْتُ فِيكُمْ مَا إِن تَمَسَّكْتُمْ بِهِمَا لَن تَضِلُّوا بَعْدِي أَبَدًا Kitab Allah wa itrati ahla bayti lan yaftariqa hatta yarida alayya al-hawd I think almost everyone heard this hadith but has everyone who heard this hadith have they tried to bring the hadith into the context of the Qur'an? And here's where we are lacking once again. Of course, this hadith is translated into the local languages of the Muslims around the world. But basically, it's, it goes like this. The Prophet said, I have left you, meaning the Muslims, Two things, if you hold on to them, you will never go in the wrong direction after me. 
the book of Allah and my itra Ahlabayti they will not go their separate ways meaning Allah's book <coughs> and the itra of the Prophet they will not go in different ways they will not separate from each other until they approach me in the life to come at my hawth, at the hawth. The source or the place where water is collected. <clears throat> now, just to get our minds thinking a little, this area that hasn't been present for so long, the Prophet of Allah, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and his, says, he uses a word, itra, in this hadith that is an agreed upon hadith among the Muslims. But that is not a Quranic word. If we go to the Quran, he uh, of course helps us out because he follows it with itrati ahlabayti. But for starters, why didn't why did he why why did he say iterati? He could have skipped that word or he could have left it out. Taraktu fikum ma in tamasaktum bihima lanta dillu badi abada kitabullah wa ahlabayti. He did not say that. Ask yourself why. Of course, those who qualify can go to the reference books and work out why he chose these words. This question will lead to another inquiry. And that is, so the, the book of Allah, about which there is no doubt and which has no change in it, and will continue to be impeccable until the end of time. If we look into the Quran, we see some words that we are deficient in understanding. One of those words is Ahl. البيت إنما يريد الله ليذهب عنكم الرجس أهل البيت ويطهركم تطهيرا This ayah also many of us have heard I don't know how many times but have we put this ayah in context have you read this ayah in context the ayat before it and the ayat after it to understand what Ahl al-Bayt here in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who he is speaking about and then we have the word Al a Quranic word Al Ibrahim Al Dawood Al Lut Al Yaqub 
etc. If I am not mistaken, the Quran does not mention Allah Muhammad. Have you ever asked yourself, what, why? Then we have another word in the Quran, which is Benu or Beni. It's the same word, but it depends on the, the grammatical position in the sentence. And Allah speaks in the Quran about Bani Adam and Bani Israel. Is there a difference between Benu, between Bani and Al? Allah speaks about a group of people in the Quran. He calls them Al Ya'qub. And he speaks about a group of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes as Bani Israel. Is there a difference between Al Ya'qub and Bani Israel? I'm asking these questions so that we can begin to think about the meanings of the Quran and not just pass by them as if they are irrelevant to our times. Back to the hadith. تَرَكْتُ فِيكُمْ مَا إِن تَمَسَّكْتُمْ بِهِمَا لَن تَضِلُّوا بَعْدِي أَبَدًا كِتَابَ اللَّهُ وَعِتْرَتِي أَهْلَ بَيْتِي لَنْ يَفْتَرِقَا حَتَّى يَرِدَا عَلَيَّ الْحَوْضِ the second part of this hadith, لَنْ يَفْتَرِقَا They're not going to go their separate ways, meaning they're going to stay together. كِتَابَ اللَّهِ and عِتْرَتِي أَهْلَ بَيْتِي Okay. If that is the case, we have كِتَابُ اللَّهِ You can go home and open the book of Allah and there you have it. But where do you have... And if they are together, where do you have عِتْرَتِي أَهْلَ بَيْتِي? Can you go home and look for عِتْرَتِي أَهْلَ بَيْتِي and find them at home? And the Prophet of Allah says, لَنْ يَفْتَرِقَا They're not going to be separated from each other. But the way you understand the Qur'an or Islam, or Iman, it, it seems to bring to your mind something that you give it a real effort to reconcile in your mind. If they are not to be absent from each other, then why are they absent? Has anyone ever tried? You meet scholars, you meet ulama, you hear them, him, them, all over. Why can't you just think through this? If عترت الرسول صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم is absent, 
then the Quran is absent. Is the Quran present or is the Quran absent? Physically, it's present. By meaning, it is absent. وَقَالَ الرَّسُولُ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَهْجُورًا So if you abandoned it, you're at a distance, then it's not around. In the physical sense of the word, عِتَرَتِي أَهْلَ بَيْتِي are absent. Can anyone go and say, oh, I know where the Prophet's عِتَرَة is. I know where his أَهْلَ bayt is. Can anyone say that? Can anyone do that? I mean, we probably, I mean, there are some figures out there. I've heard, brothers and sisters, I've heard a lot of things in my life. And one of the things I heard is, yeah, they're present when you go to Hajj, you know, clandestinely. Some people meet with them secretively. Come on, let's grow up. Anyways. If we just gave it a little of our thought, think Quranically, then we will understand we will begin to have عِتْرَةِ أَهْلَ بَيْتِ when we begin to have the Qur'an Kitab Allah. If we don't have the Qur'an Kitab Allah, we can't have the other because they are inseparable. Who is going to tell you, oh yeah, talk like that in any of these masajid around? Why? Because it's going to cause people to begin to communicate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when they begin to communicate with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they will begin to understand where we are in real life. There's another word in the Qur'an, it is asbat. That's the plural of sibt. And that is used in the majority of times when speaking about the the biblical history, the biblical prophets. قُولُوا آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْنَا وَمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَإِسْمَعِيلَ وَإِسْحَاقَ وَيَعْقُوبَ وَالْأَسْبَاطِ وَمَا أُوْتِيَ مُوسَى وَعِيسَى وَمَا أُوْتِيَ النَّبِيُّونَ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ Has anyone just given it a little thought? Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use the word asbat here in the context of Ali Ya'qub? And he used the word Ahl al-Bayt. He didn't use the word asbat. Neither in the Qur'an nor in the Sunnah you will find the word asbat in reference to the last Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You won't find that. So we have some homework to do. And please, on these occasions, 
when some of these ayat or when some of these hadiths are mentioned please don't give a free ride to those who are sabotaging the ayat and the hadiths with their own versions of history we have to break from that if we can't we're going to continue like this the quran is a show and we are sliding further and further downwards اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ادعوه سبحانه وانتم على يقين باجابته وتوبوا الى الله ان الله تواب رحيم الحمد لله الذي هدى وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا المصطفى وعلى اله وصحبه النهى والتقى dear committed muslims brothers and sisters as was mentioned in the khutbah a few minutes ago the Quran is supposed to be a behavior Allah's words are not meant just to be verbalized they are meant to become movements actions we haven't changed Allah's words are not speaking about cement they're not speaking about grass speaking about us human beings in this life and human beings haven't changed the pulses we have in us a million years ago if there's such a thing and a million years from now if there's such a thing are the same the feelings are the same you know we have feelings for beauty we have emotions for others we hate we love we care we don't care some of us are greedy some of us are power hungry some of us are ill considerate of the other all of these the range of human emotions are there and the Quran is meant for this human being and no one is exempt if they're the most powerful person in the world or the weakest if they are the wealthiest person in the world or the poorest no one is exempt but our miscommunication with Allah and his Prophet have placed people in a slot of exemption so if someone lies especially if that someone is making policies and is impacting our lives 
if he lies, very few committed Muslims will speak out and expose the lie. If some politician or diplomat is responsible for a war, remember the Quran covers the range of human activities. Why why isn't there people who come out, especially those who are responsible for the minbar, why don't they come out and speak truth to power? Speak Allah's words to the falsehoods of men. We have a person, I think he should be the talk of the town. We have a person now who is virtually preparing hundreds of millions of Muslims for a disaster in conjunction with his masters. Allah is not his master. He is not a friend of the committed Muslims. And then we see this almost instead of our Fridays being moved by the truth about this matter. He goes unnamed. They can't say Muhammad ibn Salman or MBS as he is abbreviated. He goes to Tunisia. Right now he's in Argentina. But on his way to Argentina, he passed through. To, he, he went on a tour. He went to Al Emirat, United Arab Emirates. He went to Bahrain. He went to Egypt. And I think Jordan was there also. And then Tunisia. And then he, he went to Argentina. In none of these places even though he was well received by the rulers, in none of these places was he well received by the Muslim people. So there is a sense of understanding in the Muslim populations. One of the, one of the vice presidents of the Islamic movement in Palestine last week last Friday poured and this should this should have been the modem of speech of all the speakers on the manabir in all the Muslim world he poured his wrath of words upon that troublemaker in the Arabian Peninsula In the news in the past week, the uh, Saudi Arabian royals, they dismissed the news item that they have armed forces in northeastern Syria. Northeastern Syria, for those who don't know, is an area that is rich in petroleum and mineral resources and even agriculture. Why can't we speak about a behavior like that in the Muslim context, 
if we understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his prophet accurately. There are two previous runners for the presidency of Algeria who are speaking out against Ibn Salman visiting Algeria because news items now say on his way back from Argentina he's going to stop by in Algeria. This person should have no place on earth especially among the Muslims where he feels that he is at ease. Canada has sanctioned 17 Saudi individuals because of their involvement in the crime of killing the journalist Al-Khajukji. That's the least it can be done. How about the crimes when you are killing a population in Yemen? And then Saudi Arabia is buying from the United States a uh, a set of missiles or anti-aircraft missiles just in the news this past week worth 15 billion dollars. Who are they going to use that against? In their history have they ever fought against a known enemy of the Muslims? No. Everything they have, they want to use to fight against us. They want us to spill our own blood. These are criminals of the highest order. And you mean to tell me our Islam is so weak, we cannot see criminals and the crimes that they are committing? One of the public relations firms in Germany decided it wanted it wants to end its contract with the Saudi regime. Bravo for those who have the decency in them to do such a thing. Such as Holland this past week said we're not going to send you, we're not going to sell you any more arms because of your war in Yemen. These are not Muslims. But they have the decency in them to see that war criminals are war criminals and they should not be able to obtain the wherewithal to commit their war crimes. And then we have a new development and hopefully this will solidify the steps into the future. Ismail Haniya, the head of Hamas, has received an official invitation to go to Russia. Now, I'm not here speaking about Russia. It has its ups and its downs, it has its negatives and its positives. I'm not getting into that. What I'm getting into is the solidification of the basis of those who are anti-Zionists and Hamas is anti-Zionist and Hezbollah is anti-Zionist it's long overdue for those who identify with these two contingencies of anti-Zionists to get their act together 
Then in the middle of all of these developments, Saudi Arabia is giving UNRWA, that's the United Nations Relief and Work Agency that helps out Palestinians who are in need. It, it threw a bone to the Palestinians. One news item said $50 million. Another news item said $63 million. Just yesterday and today, or we're giving UNRWA this amount of money. Who are you fooling? And some people get fooled. They think that there's some good in this regime who's been stabbing the Muslims, the Arabs, and the Palestinians in the back for so many years. And then we have a, an African Muslim president from Chad who journeys to the Zionist criminals and reestablishes relations after 50 years of severance of diplomatic and political relations with the Zionist war criminals. We have a Muslim now and probably if you have a diplomatic microscope, you can see behind the scenes there's some money there. The regime in the Arabian Peninsula is beginning to finance those who will find a diplomatic path to Tel Aviv. This is week number 36. The protests of return by the Palestinians. This marks the 36th week of those protests. Today, the Israelis, they open up fire. They're killing. We can't speak when we are being the targets of their bullets and their bombs. We can't speak. No one's, no one's asking more than to express the truth. That's all we want. Are we asking too much? And we reflect on ourselves and say, why can't Muslims from the minbar on Friday, the world over, focus the attention on these war crimes against us? This MBS, he goes to Argentina, and there are some international human rights organizations that want the Argentinian government to arrest the person. Of course, he has diplomatic immunity. So how does he go there? He goes with four cargo planes that are full of security paraphernalia. Four hundred security agents are accompanying him on that trip. The only one as far as I can tell from the news items, the only one who supersedes him is Trump. Trump has eight cargo ship, uh, cargo planes, and he has 800. That's exactly twice what MBS has. What are they afraid of? Remember in our history, we had our leaders, they had no security. They didn't have policemen around them and secret agents and all of this they were with their own people they gave their lives when they were with their own people weren't two of them killed in the masjid can we say that about the rulers like this person taking 400 
security guards with him. What are you afraid of? Have you done something wrong? Out of the 20 who are uh, uh, meeting in this G20 yearly confab in Buenos Aires, well, uh, there's only five who are going to meet with MBS. I think he's beginning to feel that his crimes are catching up with him. Even those who want to protect him are not able to do that. And he's staying in the embassy of his country in Buenos Aires. Why? You can't stay in another. You can't go to a masjid. These, they call them. He's, this is supposed to be the next king in the Arabian Peninsula who will inherit a false title called Hamil Haramain al-Sharifain. Brothers and sisters, if we can't understand Allah Azza wa Jal, and we can't understand His Prophet, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon Him and His, I'm sorry to say, we are going to receive more blows in the future. And these masajid that are silent about these crimes, they are setting us up for trouble. They are contributing to the chaos that will unfold when we are not able to speak our mind and our conscience. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna tibaha. وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلًا وَارْزُقْنَا اجْتِنَابَهُ وَلَا تَجْعَلْهُ مُلْتَبِسًا عَلَيْنَا وَجْعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ إِمَامًا اللهم اهدنا فيمن هديت وعافنا فيمن عافيت وتولنا فيمن توليت وبارك لنا فيما أعطيت وقنا شر ما قضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك وإنه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت فلك الحمد على ما قضيت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك وصلى الله على محمد وآل محمد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمركم أن تؤدوا الأمانات إلى أهلها وإذا حكمتم بين الناس أن تحكموا بالعدل إن الله نعم يعظكم به إن الله كان سميعا بصيرا ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة
الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح 